Okay, you guys, welcome back to the show. And actually today we're going to take a little mini break from the human design series because I wanted to invite on a guest who is a new friend of mine and who has gifted us the big honor of being on the retreat with me. And she is going to be holding down the fort in terms of nourishing all of our energetic bodies while we are there at the retreat. And this is super important nourishment. Actually nourish was the word of the year for me back in 2022. And that was such a pivotal year. I feel like in terms of like how I was nourishing my body and, um, food and wellness has always been like a key component in my journey for so long. And so when I met her and was like learning about her and all of her offerings and what she, how she utilizes food and nourishing other women. I was just super drawn to her automatically. And side note, I was like stalking you low key before I met you, just so you know. (laughs) So (laughs) let me first introduce our guest. So Q is her name. And I met Q at a women's gathering um, hosted by another amazing woman down here that I had found on social media and met through some other friends of mine while I've been kind of slowly networking my way through the like Phoenix area. Because if you guys don't know, I'm new to the area. I moved here just a little over a year ago and I really wanted to start facilitating more in person. I've been doing a lot of things online or I would do things very intimately, privately with my one-on-one clients. But when I got down here, I started seeing such an assortment of different facilitators and offerings and studios and just like a massive, like huge network of just healers and just people all interconnected, collabing and supporting one another. And I was instantly just like, oh my God, I think we just like relocated to the best place on earth as a facilitator. Like other people are like, Disneyland is the best place on earth. And I was like, I want to be as close to Sedona as possible. And now I think I hit the jackpot and like facilitator land because this is amazing. And so I started getting out and about and started meeting other women, which is a little out of my comfort box. If you don't realize this about me, I'm I get a little uncomfortable going into situations that I'm not the facilitator myself in holding containers. So like go into spaces where I'm being seen by other women and they're holding spaces for me makes me a little like anxious because I definitely have some trauma there from situations of being around women that weren't genuine. And I had some sisterly wounds that I was moving through and healing, but this was a part of my healing journey was being in spaces again and rebuilding trust with women. So Q I actually had seen was facilitating at the healing tree, which is a studio that I had facilitated at a handful of times. It's still a very new space for me and their owners, but I started kind of seeing the facilitators that popped up and I would see you pop up. And I was like, instantly drawn to you. I was like, Hmm, let me go spy on her now. So then I went and spied on all of her accounts and I was like, oh my God, I want to meet this girl. How do I get into her world? And then I ended up going to this, um, like I said, I can't remember what it was called, but it was just like a f- network of facilitators or something. Maybe you yeah, remember. It was like, like a coffee meetup. Like Yeah. Yeah. It was just like a coffee chat meetup and she was there. And so I was like low key excited. Cause I was like, I knew you were going to be there. And I was like, yes, I can't wait to meet her. 
And then of course me being me, I was like, so I felt like I was so quiet. I have a hard time opening up. And I just like introverted my little self there at the table and just kind of really listened to everybody and felt like I was having an out-of-body experience. And I was like, I felt so anxious. <laughs> it was so difficult for me. But through that conversation and just getting to be in your aura and being around you, I was just instantly my body was like, this is a full yes. I want to talk to her. And I really want to like extend the invitation for her to come if she would so like to be the private chef for the retreat. I just, I knew instantly the minute I met you. Um, so yeah, that is how I know you and how I met you. And now you'd be like, oh my God, this girl did. I <laughs> what did I sign up for? <laughs> but tell us a little bit about you, Hugh. So, um, I started my business back in 2020. Um, just like a handful of us, you know, we were locked up at home and needed to figure out a way to keep ourselves busy. Um, and so that's when I started my business, which originally was called Lifted Kitchen. And with that, I did meal prep and catered retreats and different events. Um, and then I also had a, another part of my business, which was like my energetic work, right? So mm -hmm. my Reiki, sound healings, plant medicine journeys, and then um, my non-toxic bath and body products. And so just recently, um, I rebranded and now it's just lifted by Q. And so that's going to encompass all of my offerings, my nourishment, everything, wellness and connection. And I really just want to empower people to take control of their health, their food, their bodies, and their connection to themselves and the creator. And so I do that with, you know, all of my offerings. And it's been, you know, a little bit of a wild ride. So when I first started, you know, I was at home, I have three children, so I have three boys. Um, so at home with my boys trying to figure out life and like keeping everyone sane. And, um, you know, once things kind of settled back down, everyone like went back to Montessori school and I went back to work. But also that wasn't like working for someone else wasn't what I wanted to do. Like after getting like a taste of doing what I wanted for myself when I wanted, um, I just couldn't fit in that like, hey, you need to be here at this time. And this is this is what you need to do. And this is how you need to do it. And I like, I just couldn't like I'm a generator I'm an Aries sun rising Mercury and Venus I'm like I was so gonna ask you what your three I was like do you know your human design and what is your big three <laughs> I have a big just it's like fuck your rules you know like yes. I'm gonna like if you want me to do it I'm gonna show up and I'm gonna do it my way and it's gonna be great um and I had some you know like some instances where some people saw me and like what I was doing and like wanted me to help them with their business. But the way that they wanted me to help them, it was like, hey, take all that drive and motivation and energy and like come, come bring it in our box. And, you know, like I tried and it just was so clear to me that I'm not supposed to work for anyone else. And that is the most freeing and terrifying thing that I've like ever committed to. 
is to like wake up every day and like, hey, I'm going to do X, Y, Z for my business, for my children, for myself, and things are just going to flow regardless. And um, that just takes a lot of faith. You know, it takes a lot of faith and it's not, it's not easy, but it's, it's definitely a practice and I wouldn't change it for the world. And within that, like I get to meet just like so many wonderful people, so many people who are aligned with my values and I get to support them in their events. I'm really excited to do your retreat. Um, I love Sedona and I actually go up there often to go and collect spring water. And so all of my nourishment and everything is cooked with that natural spring water. And so there's really a different level of like intention to the way that I cook and like nourish not only my vessel, but like the people who I work with, um, because we're all healing from, you know, like some autoimmune disease or whatever. And it's, it's really just like taking a step back and like looking at how our food system is actually poisoning us and seeing how we can like take back control you know and it's like one with our with our money right not feeding into these places that are gung-ho on poisoning us and being intentional by you know like going to the farmer's market collecting your water um you know like really looking at the labels on things because for me if it has like more than five things I'm like yeah I'm not I can make this at home, you know, mm-hmm. and like, it just, it's a process, but there's so much joy in knowing that like, Hey, this actually, this is something that my body is actually going to thank me for. And the longevity of me continuing to make this from scratch is going to not only ripple for like me and my health, but like my children too, you know? And so, yeah, I really, um, I'm really passionate about just like nourishment and food and like not putting toxic things on our bodies. Um, you know, our skin's our largest organ. And a lot of times, especially women, you know, we'll go and do our face care and like makeup and perfume and all those things. And like before we've walked out the door, we've put like 101 chemicals on our on our skin, which is our largest organ and absorbs everything that we put on it. And then we're wondering why we have like PCOS and like super bad cramps or like cystic acne. And it's like, well, what's in your stuff that you're putting on your face? You know, like what what are you putting on your body? What are you spraying on your uh, thyroid? You know, as far as like perfume and stuff and and really just like being hyper aware of what we are doing and like how we can pivot that to where it is benefiting up. Benefiting us instead of, um, you know, hurting us, and so yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Do you guys already see why now I picked her to come and <laughs> nourish everyone? Because this is stuff. I mean, this has definitely been a big part of my journey. So I know, like y- you and me, are, are newer to each other's worlds, and I'm sure a lot of people that are going to be listening to this podcast, it's going to be newer, even maybe to my world that are popping on to, to listen to this. And so I've been in the entrepreneurial space, um, since, oh my gosh, I'm going on 11 or 12, 12 years, 13 years, somewhere in there. I'm losing count. It's all becoming a blur. Okay. (laughs) 
But when I very first started, it was in health and fitness. And that was a big part of my healing journey was just getting myself to physically start moving because I was in such a bad place in postpartum depression. It was like the one little thing that I could grasp onto in such darkness and despair. It was just like, I just remembered, like, I feel like it was just like this little tiny nudge of like, well, maybe if you just started moving your body and eating a little bit better, you'd start to feel better. And that was like the one thing I could latch on to was just to start to move my body and eat a little bit better. And, uh, and as I did, things started to shift and obviously things evolved. And I, I moved into a lot of the, the work that I do now. It's, you know, take, you know, taken many years of the things that I've been doing, but that was really kind of like, for me, when I think about it was that catalyst that really pulled me out of a really deep, dark place was focusing on my physical health and taking care of myself. Now, as I branched into the entrepreneurial space and started working online and coaching women, I was working massively out of alignment in my energy. And I started paying the price pretty heavily in my physical health. Um, and it, for those that don't know, I'm a projector. So my energy is very much, you know, to rest and to nourish more and to be in self-care. And that's a lot of what I get to reflect back to the generators and, and everyone else in the world, like, make sure you take care of yourself because, you know, I'll be a walking example of what happens when you don't. And I really did. And I started physically falling apart and I had a hysterectomy in 2016. I had 18 inches of my colon removed in 2017. Um, I then had my implants removed because I had um, breast, breast implants, had those removed but they were done incorrectly. And then I got extremely sick after that. It was like my whole body started shutting down. And so during the year of nourishment was actually when I was able to go and get my corrective surgery and really started healing my body. And I've always been one to focus on nourishment. What are the toxins in my household? Um, and once I felt like I was able to fully start detoxifying some of the things that were in my body, I was able to start, you know, adding in more things with food and other things in my house. Of course, my husband, he's not like super gung ho with me. So there's like a board, like, how far can we go before he's like, dude, <laughs> right? Like I'm trying to intermit. I'm like, come to the, come this way. But there's only so much the man can take in um, for me in my ways, but it's just, it's so important to me like you to educate people and get them to further understand like the importance of food quality, where they're getting their food. Um, and I, and I hope that this becomes even more of a topic. I feel like it is, you see it more and more online. So I'm hoping this just continues to keep going. And what I'm excited about is for the women that come to the retreat to be able to experience food that's nourishing, made with love, infused with love, and it tastes good. Because I think that's the thing is that people have this expectation that food's not going to taste good unless it's packaged a certain way. Yeah. And even um, with just like the plant-based food, right? There's so much emphasis on like, oh, I'm plant-based or I'm vegan. And and that's great, you know, that serves people for like a season and a reason. And I personally was vegan for almost 10 years. Um, and then it was 2022. 
um, Feb around February, March, where I was in meditation and I got this download from my ancestors and they were like, you're the chief, eat the heart. And I was like, I don't even eat meat. Like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Like, that's crazy. Like, I'm not listening to that, you know? Mm -hmm. And then like in my field, cause I, I am really, really a see it to believe it kind of person. Like I need tangible proof. And then like, I started seeing all this information on my phone and on my newsfeed about the benefits of like eating organs and how it has like the most bioavailable like nutrients for vitamins and this and that. And I was like, what is going on? And so, you know, that kept happening for a couple of days after, after this download. And I was like, like, I've been vegan for so long. Like, I don't even know, like, where do I start, you know? And so I just, I took that message. You're the chief, eat the heart. And I told my mom and I told my grandma and I just so happened to be in Texas at the time. And so they went to this local butcher somewhere and came back with liver and heart, you know? And they're like, here, like, look at, we got you, we got you the liver and heart. And I was like, okay, shit. Like what, what am I supposed to do? You know? And so my grandma, she's asking me, she's like, how do you want me to prepare it? And and I just like look at her and I had this like dead stare in my eyes, just like terrified. And she's like, what, what is it? And I was like, I think I'm supposed to eat it raw. And so like after being vegan for like 10 years, my first like consumption of meat was literally a bite of like raw heart and raw liver. And so I like took a bite and I'm like processing and just like, oh my gosh. But then my body, like my body was like singing from the inside out. I was like, <laughs> and I could like feel like my cells like just like activated and I wasn't as like sluggish and tired. And I was just like, oh my goodness, like, like, how could I have, like, not nourished myself properly for this, you know, for all this time? And there was a point in time when, like, when I was being, when I was vegan, that, like, you know, I wasn't having that many um, sickle cell crisis. That's, like, something that I was born with. And a lot of people don't know what that is. But it is pretty much a blood disorder where some of the blood cells are shaped like a crescent moon as opposed to being circular and so then they will like claw and they don't carry enough oxygen to all of the organs and so throughout you know my teenage years and stuff I was like searching for something that would like help me with that disease and so landed on being vegan and I felt better I was having like less crisis until I wasn't, you know, until I was having crisis every other month with my cycle. And that happened, you know, in 2020. And I was like, why is this happening? You know, this never happened before. My cycles were always just like normal. And that was like my body's way of like telling me like, yo, you're not getting the nutrients that you think you're getting. And I was not like your junk food vegan, you know, like buying all the pre-processed stuff, like maybe once in a while, but like, that's where the bread and butter came from, for my, for my business. You know, I was making cheese sauces from scratch and different pestos and, you know, like lentil this and chickpea that, and was really intentionally making everything from scratch. 
but then as I got that download and then I learned about, um, there's another eating style, it's called eat right for your blood type. And so, yeah, so when I learned my blood type and what was beneficial for my blood type, and then it went hand in hand with the, um, with the download, like I looked and I'm like reading this book and it's like, oh, blood type liver, heart, bison, beef, venison. I'm like, these are, I haven't had beef, you know, like 10 plus years and my body is like screaming for it. And so now that I've like settled into like this balance of, you know, ancestral eating and eating right for my blood type, I'm finding that like, I have a lot, my, a lot more energy, like I can think clearly. And I still have so much love and compassion for the people who choose to be vegan because there are blood types that thrive on that, Mm -hmm. you know, but really it's not a one size fits all for nourishment. Like everyone is so unique that you really have to like feel into your body, like what works for you. Like if you're eating a huge salad and you feel gassy and bloated afterwards, probably shouldn't be eating that, you know, like it's not the best for you. And vice versa, you know, like if you're eating a burger and you don't feel that great afterwards, like maybe you just need to look into what your blood type is and what things are beneficial and not be so rigid. You know, like I, we all like to put ourselves in this box, like I'm vegan. This is what it is. That's all there is to it. And, you know, and it's almost like you close yourself off to anything else that might be for you. And so really just being open and willing to explore, right? There's so many things that are still being discovered that like we think we know everything and we don't know shit in the grand scheme of things. Like really, we we do not. (laughs) So funny when we think we do though, right? (laughs) It's like, no, you don't. Like, and I've had that lesson like humble, humbly, like multiple times. And I'm like, cool I'm like all the things that I that I think I know and that I and that I know right I'm very knowledgeable about, about it like in the grand scheme of like the universe and creation and everything else like I don't know shit like I have no idea how we got here you know like yeah. I can only go from what I feel you know and and honoring that and honoring your body and you know like don't be so hard on yourself. Like I do like an 80, 20, you know, I'm like 80% is like, I'm pretty strict on what I'm eating. Cause I know that my body thrives off of this. And like the other 20%, like me and my kids are getting ice cream every other day, you know, <laughs> like just like have fun with it. And, and um, don't be afraid to ask for help, you know, and, and, and try to go as local as possible. That's like, that's another thing is like, yeah. Yeah. Local is so important. And I think you hit on something that is so key is just like remembering that we all are different and what our body needs and craves and needs to be nourished is going to look different from somebody else. And it could look very different depending on the season of life that you're in and the level of healing that your body is needing, or even the trauma that you're working through. And for me working up from like the, when I look at things from the somatic lens and understanding like with nervous system regulation, if your body is in a, you know, functional free state, or you're, you know, oscillating between this fight or flight and freeze that can do a number on your digestive track. Right. And so understanding like 
there's certain seasons and certain timeframes where we have to give our body what it's needing in the moment so that we can be further supporting it and it's healing because the body is amazing. It can heal itself so much, but it's honoring and listening to the signals that our body is giving us. And so as I've even gone over these last 13 plus years or so of healing my body in a multitude of different ways, how I nourished it at different season looks so polar opposite. Like you, there was a period of time where I was heavily paleo. And then there was a part of time that I was vegan. And then there was a part of time that I cut out like all processed everything. And then, or there, and there was a period of time where I literally only had like 10 things my body could digest comfortably. Like it went through a lot. And I think learning how to honor it while also not judging the process was probably the biggest life lesson for myself, because that's definitely super hard. Um, especially when people want to come in and try to tell you like, oh, you shouldn't be eating like that. Like that's going to destroy your gut more. You should probably be eating like this. And to try to still sit there and listen to your own body's wisdom can be really hard when you have a lot of noise like coming at you. Yeah. Um, I, for me, I feel like listening to other people is like their singular experience, right? It's like for their bodies, what they know. And there's there's two truths, right? There's like two sides to everything. And so for someone that might be damaging for their for their gut and and not be helpful. But like for someone else who has a different blood type, that they might thrive on that, you know? And so yeah. really just like taking all of this knowledge with a grain of salt and tapping into your body to see like what works for you. But like, if you're not connected to your body and you're not able to read the signs, you're out here with the no compass, you know, there's no true North for you because you're not tuned in with your own vessel. And I think that's like where to start first is yes. like in with your vessel. And one way that I've done that is like fasting, right? Just like, an extended fast, maybe like 48 hours, 72, if you can, you know, push through. Um, because then you start to like read the signs of your in your body and then breaking the fast and you get to see like how your body reacts to certain things. And I'm really a minimalist, like when it comes to eating for like my body, I'll eat the same five things like all week. And then like the weekend comes and, you know, okay, yeah, I'll go to brunch or whatever. But I know that like my body thrives on an ancestral blend, you know, of beef or bison and sweet potatoes and like blueberries and bananas. And I can literally eat that for every meal and not get tired of it because my body is allocating those nutrients and really just allowing me to like fill my cup and not feel like bogged down and not feel just like stress, like stress eating and stuff like that, because that used to be something that I did. I would just be like, oh, here's a pie. Let me just eat half of it because it's here, you know? And yeah. Yeah. But finding that true north within, within your vessel and, and really honoring your process because everyone is different. And so with the retreat, um, you know, obviously we'll ask if there's like any allergies or anything like that, but 
um, my intention is to collect all of the produce from the farmer's market um, and also any of the meat that we'll be utilizing um, and then really just take it, you know, take it and make it something that's going to be universal, right? So like, even though we're all like in different processes, but like having something that's gonna be like super grounding after breath work or having something that's gonna be like light and filling, you know, before a hike or, you know, before any of the other activities. And so really strategically planning when we're gonna have those like denser um, meals after like something that's gonna be like really exerting, right? If we're like doing cold plunges and stuff like that, like we're gonna eat really dense like after that, like before that it's gonna be light, fluffy and then going in you know and so that you can really ground um because that's like how I ground I like food is like my I'm like cool we just did breath work and this and you know Reiki and now I feel like blasted into the clouds I'm like I need to ground you know and like <laughs> my, my number one way is like eating a meal sitting outside in the sun I'm just like oh, okay cool like I could come back into my body now and um, and I feel like that is just like being able to ground with, with food that is helping, helping us as opposed to, you know, hurting our, hurting our bodies, especially when we're doing all of the spiritual and energetic work. It's like, we want to make sure that we're matching that vibration in the physical too. So, oh my God, I love this too, because you know, I've been saying this, um, how important it is for me specifically for the retreat space to be very intentional, very, um, uh, specifically curated to match the women's, their own specific needs. Right. And everybody is going to have different needs. And even though it's like, we can't all maybe be a separate plate for every single person. There's like, we're keeping those things in mind in terms of, you know, um, what we're going to be moving through somatically, right? Because this experience is going to be a very deep somatic um, journey that we're going to be going on in sacred sisterhood, really coming together and really honoring one another. And I've not released a lot of information of like, you know, what that's going to look like, but that that's because I'm waiting for all the spots to be 100% filled so that I can really say, okay, this is what everybody is really needing. And this is the way I can match everybody's needs so that they're getting the support that they need. And that's also why I added on a two month um, mastermind container with it, because I recognize that when we're in a, an immersive experience like that for several days, and we're moving through a lot, we need that extra support afterwards. And this was why the nourishment end was so important to me. I didn't want to just like randomly just find somebody in Sedona because there's tons, there's tons of people in Sedona because Sedona is a hot spot, right? For retreats. Everybody wants to go to Sedona and have their <laughs> spiritual awakening. And I mean, I went there for my 40th. It was the thing that I told my husband I would had not been there yet. And I was like, I am going to Sedona for my 40th. Like I want to have this moment on a vortex and like he came with me which was hilarious everyone who knows my husband they were like he went with you it was the best instagram stories 
ever when everybody was watching this because my husband it was so out of place <laughs> like his me and him are so polar opposite but it we match each other and it works um but it was like when I was planning this I was like the nourishment has to be key and I need to be working with somebody who understands it and understands the sacredness of the container that I'm going to be holding and they're going to have to understand how to then bring the nourishment in to fuel their bodies, heal their bodies, love their bodies, ground their bodies, because that's so, so important. And so like, just hearing you talk about it, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> this is going to be so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. And last year I did, I want to say I did like seven or eight retreats single-handedly. So it's just me. Um, wow. This is the first time that I'm doing a retreat that also has like a container afterwards, right? And I think that's really important because when you are in that space where you're going through a lot of like transformational things, you're breaking down barriers, setting new boundaries, and then you go back home to the people who are like, what did you do? You know, like all this hippy dippy shit and like they don't understand. And then it's hard for you to continue in that frequency, right? And to continue growing and expanding and rippling that to those around. And so I think having that container where it's like, even though this weekend is over, like we still have each other for like two more months because we're going to continue this work. Like it doesn't end when you, you know, leave Sedona and, and drive back home. Like we're going to continue this. And this is something that's going to be set as like a foundation for you to continue to build off of. And I love that. I think that's so cool. And I think more people should do that, honestly, because I've, you know, I've been at a number of retreats and, and honestly, like there's been some retreats where they would ask me if I wanted to participate in, you know, the activities and depending on the group of women, you know, like, I'm like, yeah, let me participate. Like, sure. I'll, you know, I'd love to do some breath work, but then other times I can see like the energy that's like being released. And I'm like, Oh, if I get into this and I start like releasing stuff and like some shit comes up, I don't know if I'm going to be able to prepare the food with the same intention and love that yeah. I normally would. So I'm going to sit this one out and I'm going to go read my book in the kitchen, you know, and, and really knowing like, what things I can participate in and still show up as like my whole full self to serve and what things that I need to just like, you know, I, I can't participate. Like I could take some content photos for you guys, like, you know, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna participate. And, um, and I've seen just like the women who are coming and they don't know what to expect. Right. And mm -hmm. then their whole world gets like turned upside down and they're just like, the last day was like closing circle and they're like, how am I going to go home to my husband? Like <laughs> all these things are just like rebuilt. And I'm just like, Oh shit, girl, like you need more help. You know, <laughs> like this weekend was not enough for you. And so I think that just like having that, um, that container afterwards is just like so important. And I really think more people should do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and like kudos to you for for thinking that through because retreats definitely like you know you're healing the sister wound you're healing the mother wound you're healing your inner child you're 
bringing up shit that you didn't even know was there. And, and so like, there's just so many things that can be worked through and like brought to the surface in such a beautiful way. But then at the end, it's like, you, you, it's like you shed a whole skin. You're not the same person that, that walked in on day one, you know? So being able to have some reinforcement and some support as you are stepping into this new version of yourself, I think that's potent for sure. Thank you. I think integration for me is super important and knowing how to integrate is so important, right? And that's going to look so differently for every single person. It's not like something I can be like, and here's your integration guide. When you leave, have fun. When you re-enter your spaces with maybe all your triggers and activators, right? Like, and from coming in the world of somatics and the work that I do, it is, you know, somatics is all about going slow and, you know, slowing it way down because when we're working with the body, we can't, you know, you can't just crack open somebody and then be like, have fun on your own. Right. Like that's, that just, that can create more trauma in somebody's body. And the last thing I ever want to do is impose more trauma on somebody. I'm always coming from a space of how can I further help? How can I further support? How can I further guide? Call it the projector in me. Cause this is probably where it's coming from my full chart, everything lined in it is all around this specifically. And I can say, um, being somebody that I've been through the ringer and been put in situations where people didn't hold those types of, mm-hmm. um, intentions in containers that they created. I've been the byproduct of getting hurt in the spiritual world by coaches, by, you know, people that are, you know, they're just making a dime and they don't, it's not the intention to really hold safe space. And so all the work that I do, everything I do in terms of my own training and my skill sets, I'm constantly a student in it because this is deeply, deeply important to me. You know, I want to see women make change in their life, but I want them to do it in a way that's sustainable and they can actually integrate it and not see like, a weekend and get a glimpse of it when they're in a retreat or a month or even a year. I want them to have building blocks that they slowly continue to make micro shifts because that's, what's going to lead to like the massive shifts in somebody's life. Yeah. And I think it's, um, you touched on the point about facilitators, you know, holding safe, intentional space. And I've had some similar, um, experiences, you know, where, the facilitators did not have everyone's like highest best good in mind and experiencing those like has shaped me into the space holder that I am because mm-hmm. I'm like I don't ever want someone to feel you know like disregarded or like there's no compassion for you and your story and what you're going through because like I've been there and I've been in that seat and left things like Like, am I not worthy? Like, am I, why did I pay for this? And like, you didn't even help with anything, you know, and, and, and feeling like worse than, than when I, like, begun. And so I think, you know, as like facilitators and space holders, like one, it's important to do our own work, but then two, like remembering that like everyone is human, right? We all have our own stories. We all have our own things that are like gonna be our hang up and 
and different triggers and things like that. And if you're putting yourself in a, in a position to hold space for others, be willing to hold the fucking space, you mm -hmm. know, like beside, like whatever shows up, like you open that door for them to come in and they came in and they trusted you. And now you get to shed your own shit and like hold the space for them to feel safe and seen. And I think that that's something that's kind of looked over in the facilitator spotlight. It's like, Oh, you know, like I'm going to do this circle. And then like someone is like crying like profusely and like cannot stop. And, and you're continuing to try to just like talk over them. And it's like, no, like stop your speech for a moment and like tend to this woman. Like you said something that like struck, like struck a, a nerve and like now she needs consoling and it's up to you to, to help her move through that because she came to your circle, you know? And mm -hmm. so I think it's really important as facilitators, just really like, you know, I always like say this thing and it's almost, um, it's kind of like the beginning of like my um, opening for like opening like a Reiki space. And it's like, I put my own personal e ego issues and personality aside to be a clear and pure channel for the good of, you know, like whoever is here that's going to join me today and really allowing myself to be that vessel of just like pure light so that these people can feel safe and they can feel seen. And I do that in, you know, when I'm cooking and in my different circles that I hold and my plant medicine journeys that I um, facilitate. And so really just being aware of what we are doing, you know, and what, how we are making an impact in, in other people's lives because these people leave our care and they go back home to their families. So if they're like worse than what, when they came, like how is that going to ripple onto their children and their, and their husband and, you know, their job? Like we want to leave people in a better space than when they came. And so just making sure that we have the capacity to, you know, hold that space because we don't know their past. It's not like we're like, hey, fill out this check sheet of all your past traumas to make sure you can come to this circle. You know, like there's right. doing that. <laughs> and half the time they want to be able to fill that shit out. I mean, there's so much shit like all of a sudden, like when I got my implants taken out, oh boy, did it open up a whole nother layer of stuff that I was like, oh shit, I didn't even know that was there. <laughs> Some subconscious trauma came flooding up and I was like, whoa. <laughs> like we all got trauma. We all got shit. Yeah. Yeah. You bring up such a good point. And I think it's it's so key that facilitators are listening to this, to be mindful of that, to be aware of that, and to be in a constant state of, you know, growing as a facilitator. And I think that the best way you can do that is by how you hold yourself. Mm -hmm. the, you know, the only way or how, how I've always heard it said to me, and definitely something that rings true for me is that the level and space of which you can hold for others is a level of space which in which you can hold yourself. And so if yeah. you're not really willing to hold yourself in a lot of it and really, you know, do the work on yourself, like that's, will be the limitation of which you'll be able to hold others. And so me, I'm, I'm going to go way far into the deep end of the everything. And I have, and I even took off an entire year of holding space for anyone because I knew integrity wise, 
I was not going to be able to hold space for anybody. I had to hold only space for myself. And I was like, if it implodes my business, if it crumbles, if it everything doesn't matter because this is the most important piece in all of it, because I will be the anchor point when I'm in a room or on a zoom or however I'm facilitating or working with a client. And I need to need to recognize when it's time for me to work on me. Yeah. So, so important. Which just makes me so happy that like (laughs) there's other facilitators because you would, you would not be surprised when I was living. So I'm originally from Washington state, born and raised, um, lived about 40 minutes North of downtown Seattle. And, um, there's just not anything up there. Like what the Phoenix area has. It's like nothing like it. And it's just, it's been so, so refreshing to be here and to meet other facilitators like yourself and to be able to continue to like, like know that there's spaces like that I could go and be held like any day of the week. I could be like, I need to go sit in circle in person somewhere. And there's always something going on in the area. I will definitely say that, um, I was raised here in Phoenix. I, I was born in Wisconsin, but raised here. And I've like watched the valley explode. Like there used to be parts of, you know, like West Phoenix where there was just like literally desert. And like me and my high school friends would be like romping around on ATVs in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and to see, you know, like to see it progress and then to also see the amount of people who are here doing like the spiritual work it's like there's I don't know where else you're gonna find like this type of like network of healers and like facilitators and you know breath work cold plunge reiki like hypnosis like plant medicine journeys I don't see that like happening anywhere else because Mm -hmm. I'm looking you know I'm like oh where do I, where do I want to move to? Right. Like I've been in Arizona for so long. And, and but then I look at it and I'm like, this is my home, you know, like there's, there's such an anchor here of like light workers that I honestly think we're like pillaring and like anchoring the light here because there, you know, there is darkness and mm-hmm. there is, you know, like Arizona's close to the border who knows what's happening there. And so like, really being here to like change the frequency right and and I see that happening just like in this like Mesa Tempe area and I really am just like grateful to one be able to witness it and two to be a part of it and um and I think it's just like really special when, you know, new people do come in and we're like, hey, you're home, you know, like open up. <laughs> it literally has been like that. It's like a homecoming. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's no, there's no like competition, right? It's like, there's a lot of collaboration and cooperation. And, and I think that's like something that you don't get in a lot of, you know, areas of, of work, right? Like, mm-hmm you know, and like the tech world, like, oh, these companies are against each other. Or like, even like with our food industry, you have like, it's like the organic people versus like the state or in the, in the United States. And they're like, oh, hey, 
you didn't do this to your produce and now we're confiscating all of your food, right? It's like there's there's mm. just like not that competition and it's like, hey, there's more than enough work for all of us, right? And like everyone can eat and that's something that like me and the people that I work with and we're friends, we're like raising our kids together and and to be able to like raise our kids in a community of like like-minded people who are also raising like conscious children and you know allowing them to express their themselves and allowing them to be free you know there's some things that like my children get to do that like I didn't get that liberty as a child I couldn't tell my mom she was making me frustrated like there was not something that I could do as a child but yeah, my children, they're like, yesterday, my my youngest son, I was asking him to like pick up his stuff out of the living room. And he was like, oh, you're making me frustrated. And I was like, thank you for communicating that with me. But you're also making me frustrated because I've asked you four times to pick up your stuff. <laughs> and so then we just, then he like locked eyes with me and we just like stared at each other for a moment. And then he picked up his stuff and it was like, all right, cool. And now it's time for us to go. And and really just like us doing this work is is then like raising a whole new generation of kiddos who are going to be so enlightened and so empowered that like the future that they are going to be living in, it's not going to look anything like this right now, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like so grateful and I'm like, all right, cool, man. Like at least we're we're like breaking the mold, right? We're breaking the generational curses and we're really like empowering each other and our children to just like be your authentic self, right? And those people who are meant to work with you are going to find you. They're going to love your vibe and that's going to be that. Like you don't have to fake the funk to like get the sales, you know, because that's not an alignment. And so I think it's, um, it's been an interesting journey for me just like on this, path of like being an entrepreneur and like a mother and so like you know going into year four of just working for myself and um I, I wouldn't have it any other way you know it, I, it, I definitely think it's a blessing and I um I'm looking forward to more you know just like more connections and more retreats and more nourishment <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love it. And I can definitely say like, just, you know, from coming from a different state, but also working with clients from all over the country, Canada, other countries, you know, my clients are all over the world. And I have, I have heard like, they don't have the level of in-person community, the way that they've seen reflected currently of what I do share. And they're just like, man, I wish I had more stuff like that around me locally, man. I wish I had more stuff like that around me locally. Hence why obviously, you know, opening up retreats and experiences that are here that people can travel to, like, you know, that's always so amazing. Or, you know, even if it's not mine, even if you're listening to this and the Sedona retreat doesn't speak to you for whatever reason, I'm always be like, listen to your body, listen to what, you know, feels correct for you. Maybe there's somewhere else or someone else that you're following that's offering a retreat or some type of immersive experience that that's what speaks to you. I think 
definitely being able to get into spaces where you are with other women, because I am a firm believer that when women come together, massive healing and growth can occur. Like there's something extremely potent when you're in an in-person experience. And I recognize though, that not everybody has that ability. Everybody maybe is limited, limited, maybe within their funds or childcare or, you know, what they're able to take off from work. Not everybody has that ability in terms of being able to travel somewhere, especially if they don't have spaces around them to connect in. This is why I have the podcast, because I feel like it is a way to connect in with other women to be able to, to feel that, you know, that shift and be able to frequently have the frequency exchange you know, of this conversation, just intentionally coming into a call like this and listening to this conversation, you are shifting. Your frequency is shifting. So I want to say this because I know that there might be somebody who's sitting or listening to it, like feeling down, like I don't have that kind of support around me, or I don't have any friends that are on the same, you know, they don't think this way, or they don't believe in this stuff. I'm the only person. And it's like, I know what that feels like to be alone in a journey. I've had many, many moments in different spaces, um, especially within my health of feeling completely alone that nobody understood it. This is where I want you just to know that like you can reach out and I'm sure that Q, if anybody ever wanted to reach out and slide in your DMs and talk to you, no matter where you are, like to reach out to women like us and my DMs are always open to, to talk and to share and this is again, why I have the podcast. It's why I will always still continue to do work with women online as much as I have been transition transitioning more and more to in-person as much as I can, because I feel like I'm finally in a space that has the community and the network and the collaborative energy that feels good for me to say, yes, I want to pour my energy into these spaces. Um, I still will always have space online because I, I just know what it's like to be living somewhere feeling like I don't have anyone around me that I feel like really gets it <laughs> like, or they're going to be able to hold space for me or there's nowhere to go to commune. I, I felt like I hadn't, you know, I didn't have anybody in Washington. So just want to throw that out there. And then Q, before we're, we're wrapping up the call, I want to like ask you like, what are like ways you've listed off of different ways that people can connect with you or work with you? Like, what are the offerings and giftings that you have? So currently, um, I serve mostly in Arizona, but I do have some offerings that are going to be via Zoom. Um, so right now I do offer plant medicine journeys with psilocybin. Um, I do microdose coaching. Uh, that's via Zoom. And I also, um, I have an experience that's called the Lifted Hippie Plus Breath Experience. That is a combination of a microdose with breath work and hypnosis. Um, we actually have an immersion day coming up in March. And so that's going to be for the spring equinox. I'm really excited about that. We're going to have cold plunging and movement. Um along with the breath work, hypnosis, and the microdose. And then we're going to be doing vision boards as well because it's like the actual new year, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's okay if you don't feel inspired to like go out and make a change right now, guys. We're in the middle of winter. Like, it's normal. <laughs> yep. Go and 
that make you think you need to go like be a new you. Like you can start in a couple months, you know? Yeah, I've been reminding my clients of this. I was like, do not stress. If you're like, I don't know what I want to do this year. It's like, yeah, because like we're supposed to be in hermit mode right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but also I have um I have a course that's coming up in the middle of February, it's an online course, and it's called No Better, Do Better, right? And it's going to go into how we can make conscious swaps in our home and in our food that are going to, you know, enhance our vessels as opposed to poisoning them. And then just like easy tips and tricks, you know, like, it's not like you got to go and like throw out your whole cabinet and throughout your whole pantry. It's just like, Hey, when this is done, you know, like this is a, a healthier swap, you know, or this is something that you can utilize like both in your kitchen and in your bathroom and on your body, you know, so things that are just going to be easier um, and that are going to like enhance our experience and these vessels that we are in. Um I do some one-on-one -on -one coaching as well with um, plant medicine and energy sessions. I can do those online as well. And so, yeah, um, my Instagram is lifted with a Y. So L-Y-F-T-E-D by Q. And you can find me there. Um, the link to my website is on there as well. I'll put everything in the show notes, you guys. So if you're driving right now and listening, don't worry. Like everything will be in the show notes of how to connect with her. So, um, and then if you're local to Arizona, you know, I do meal prep and juice cleanses. Um, also I make sea moss, which is really beneficial for your body. And, um, yeah, I really am just here to be, a, uh, of service. Um, I used to always say like, I'm a humble servant, but then, I got a download that was like, yeah, you're a humble servant and a prideful protector, right? And so like protector of the women, protector of children, protector of our medicine spaces. And so really acting with integrity with all of these things, because it's all that we have right now. And if we don't take care of it, then what else are we going to do? Oh my gosh. I think, I mean, I knew I loved you, but now I love you just like that much more. <laughs> <laughs> you are so sweet. You guys, yes. Like I said, I'm going to put all of her contact information in the show notes. Just let her know that if you are reaching out, just let her know that you connected through the podcast. Um, and that's how you found her. And yeah, if you are interested in learning more about the Sedona retreat, that's coming up April through 3rd through the 7th. And you can reach out to me in my DMs on Instagram. That's the best place to reach out and just like drop me a, a message just saying like, you could even just put retreat in your, and then I would be like, oh, okay. And then we can sit there and chat it up to, to find out if this retreat is, you know, a, suited for you and your needs and what you're needing currently right now. And then, yeah, if this episode was supportive for you, please, please share it. Tag Q, tag me, get the word out because this conversation went through like so many important things. Like there was so much good. There were so many nuggets in this. And I feel like we could have continued talking for like forevs. Um, <laughs> and I feel like I'm going to have to have you come back on and talk about, there was so many other things. I was like, Ooh, I want to talk about that with you. And Ooh, I want to talk about that with you. <laughs> so I feel like you're going to come back on and we're going to have more conversations um, about this, but yes, if you guys loved it, please share it, drop a review, all of the things. 
And I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episodes, especially as we start diving back into the human design series.